Disclosure. The statements that we discuss, we are not health or mental professionals for. If you guys have any questions or concerns, we will have links in the description below to help you guys out and assist with anything you guys have questions about. We do not own the copyrights to this song. You guys enjoy the show. Just focus on me. Can you focus on me? Baby, can you focus on me? Sierra coming at you with This Is Between Us. I know it's been a while um, that we have spoke to you guys and so we want to jump into the gear, get you guys a message, have something to motivate you guys. I hope you are enjoying the weather. It is springtime so things are warming up, getting a little more prettier outside. Of course that does come with some storms and unfortunately my least favorite allergies. <laughs> but auntie talk to the people how you doing today well you already know hey 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 thank you guys once again for joining us on this is between us podcast as always just remember look at god he's already gone before us so let's start another day's journey cyrus what do you got for us oh nothing much as always <laughs> she said as always no but um god has been good God has been good. I don't think there's really much else for me to say. Well, let's get this party started. <laughs> to do? Go get a snack and come on back. Dear God. Well, anywho, you guys, um, today our message is going to be focus on me. Yes, focus on my face. Just Sierra alone. Oh, no. Girl, okay. Nobody going on there. <laughs> Shush. Yeah, but anyway, um, focused on me, we kind of wanted to gear the message toward what are your goals? What are your inspirations? What are your long-term, short-term things that you want to get accomplished? 2021 is supposed to be the year we're coming out of COVID. Things are starting to get um, a little bit back to, I guess, the normal or new normal, as you put it. So, we know you guys have things y'all want to accomplish out there. We want this podcast to kind of be kind of a focal point um, of thinking what to focus on, what God has in store for you. Um, with that being said, jumping into our first subject, what's your distraction? Um, so I want to start with you. You have goals, things that you want to get accomplished. What is your number one distraction? Um, from getting those things done. Because mm. we all got them, big or small. <laughs> what is my distraction? Mm. Money. How so? Oh, because I mean, a lot of my decisions sometimes in the way that I do things or the way I kind of want to get things done revolves around the aspect of maximizing the amount of money being made. Um, and in what I'm doing so but um, I don't know like it's just 
Like, well, first of all, when I was growing up, like that's what was put up in my face all the time. Like money, 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 money. Like that's all that, you know, was talked about. So it's kind of hard for me like not to be focused on that because it kind of prevents like a hindrance, like a block, especially for um, when like it came to situations with my job and you know the position like you know different positions that I was wanting to take or um, my schooling and stuff like that so yeah what about you C? Hmm. I wouldn't say money is a distraction to me um, I think it kind of can be a focal point of getting there but what's my I think my distraction is dealing with things happening around me. Um, life is life. Things are going to come at you, big or small, and I think that can kind of hinder your progress in doing something. Say if you have a goal, um, you want to learn how to swim. Look at a swimming pool right now. Um, and you have that goal that's something that you want to do. Um, something can happen. A family member can you know, get sick, go to the hospital, or pass away. That can kind of hinder your your mindset. I guess my mindset is another thing that can kind of hinder me because the mind is a powerful thing. And I know for me, I'm always thinking about things, uh, multiple things at once. That can be a good thing and it can also be a bad thing because, again, that means I'm not focusing on that one goal of getting me to know how to swim I'm necessarily I'm focusing on too many things at once hmm. so I think my mindset is the biggest thing and changing that around and working on that constantly can kind of get me to a focus point what about you Wati? well what's my distraction let me think a second I guess I say my biggest <coughs> distraction is myself hmm. because when I'm writing or doing something that I'm focused on. I don't care if it's something as simple as making a dish, the telephone ring, or I'll hear a song that takes me back down memory lane. <laughs> and before you know it, I'm distracted. So to be honest with you, I would say my biggest distraction is myself. And you have to blame yourself. People do not want to take accountability. They'll say, I'm not saying that the phone ringing or the song on is the reason why I was distracted. It's because I let it distract me. Mm. Right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's a good mistake on it, Pastor Master. Uh, no, I mean, I, I was just going to say that I, I mean, like Sierra said, it's a powerful statement because a lot of the time, it goes all the way back, go all the way back to Genesis. When you have the, the, um, the fall, the fall of man, Adam blamed his sin on Eve. You know, when we're distracted and we're distracted from God, I mean, ultimately, I mean, that's a sin because we're putting something above him in that moment. And so I think it's, it just still shows our prideful and our sinful nature that we still have today, the blame game. We're always wanting to blame it on another individual. It's never, it's my fault. I take full responsibility for my actions and I will own up to it and I will do better. Mm -hmm. I mean, what do you think, Say? No, I mean, like I said, it is a powerful statement because number one, you're taking ownership. And I think that that is the, one of the first steps in mm. really getting yourself yes. together. Yes. Rather, whatever your goal is or whatever you have to work in, you're saying, you know what? I'm not going to place the blame on 
Susie or on Jimmy Bob or on Susie Q or I'm going to take ownership because it's me. And that's what the title is about. Focus on me. Focus on what I'm going through and what is distracting me. And a lot of times it goes back on you. You know, you have the power. God gives us free will for a reason. We have the power to choose what we do with our time and how we're going to make it to our goals. Yeah, things are going to distract you and get in your way, you know, but it's like, how are you going to move past that? How are you going to grow for that? What tools are you going to use to help you get better at managing your time and managing your distractions? That I mean, that's what I think about that. And I mean, and opposed to you, Auntie, like I said, you know, that's something I deal with. Like I said, my mindset is one of the biggest things. Going back to me, you know, Cyrus, you said money. That's something that you have in your heart and in your mind, how you feel about something. A lot of times, you know, our distractions, they start with ourselves, you know, and it's about Mm. how we react to those distractions. So the main thing is, you know, taking out time to have a plan and said, okay, when this happens or that happens, how how am I going to operate differently when the phone rings or, you know, when I'm having money issues or, you know, something's going on with a family member, what plan am I going to have in set to make sure that I stay focused on my main goal? Right. Because you don't have to stop and do either. Yeah. Exactly. So you're that's what people get confused about. That is, exactly, they feel obligated. Someone asked me sometimes, "Didn't you hear the phone ringing?" Okay, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not walking around with the phone in my hand now. I know some do now. Don't I? I I've seen it and I've wondered about that. <laughs> it's still don't I have the phone in my hand now, <laughs> but it still don't answer. And like, if I'm in my kitchen, I and you know, I would have to go back to the time period too. We didn't have this luxury of walking around with phones. We had to wait till we literally got up, go where the phone was, and picked it up. Or if you're out on the road, you didn't have it. Oh yeah. no way. But if I'm in the kitchen now, if I've gone to the restroom, no, I'm not going to be able to pick up that phone right there. And the first thing they said, I know you heard your phone ringing. I know you sing. No, it wasn't. I was in the kitchen. I was in the restroom. <laughs> I was not walking around holding my phone, hoping somebody Bring in your me. pocket. <laughs> yeah. So it yeah. does, that, that is very, very clear that free will plays a big part of it. And your distractions, if they are, they're basically because of yourself. Mm-hmm. How many times we live in too? I mean, I look at last week. I had a homework assignment due, and I waited literally to till that Sunday night to do it. I ended up having to turn it in late because I had to do it the next day. I just, you know, I chose my free will to be distracted by other things. You know, it's. I, I feel like it's. It's also a thing of purpose over pleasure. Mm-hmm. Because I love that. Song. I know I love that song. It is such a good song. But a lot of the times we choose our instant gratification, pleasure over our true and eternal purpose. Yeah. You know, the, Sierra was listening to the other day about this girl talking about a weight loss journey. And she was just saying, you know, this decision right now may not mean much to you, but how is this decision going to push you towards your end goal? How is it going to push you there? How is this goal going to continue to move you forward? Um, but yeah, I mean, it is very easy to get distracted into in this society. I mean, one thing I vow to not do and I have not done is download TikTok. 
I will not do it. Me either. Because TikTok, man, like you talking about being on there addicted. Like I mean, and it's I mean it's it, and it's not even because it's just something that's bad. It's just because of the time that you can just how much it can consume your time. I know so, people young and old. Literally, like my my aunt, she loves 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 TikTok, and I know she listens to us, but she loves it. She listens does TikTok more than I do. Mm-hmm. She'll be telling me stuff that I don't even know about, and it amazes me because so many times I know we're big on how we are generation to generation, but a lot of times it's how is society different from what it was, you know, 50, 60 years ago. Everybody, no matter how old you are, you know, we live in a world where media rules everything. Excuse me, I don't mean to put you up, but that's what I was going to say. That's real smart of her, actually, because first of all, she has young children, and secondly, she's in the educational field, so she has to be knowledgeable of that. Those things, um, my son is a professor, I know if you don't know certain things, and the way they use certain slang and jargon and talk now, I'm listening to you guys sometimes. It's like y'all talking a whole nother language. Mm-hmm. So you have to be in tune with those things to really be up on what's going on. You can have a whole conversation and tell me that you done been with somebody, planning to go to a party, and I've missed it all. Mm-hmm. Just by the jargon and the terminology, the way things are now. So I can see her having to be up on that. And, it and she enjoys to, it too. It's a well, thing. That it's a hurt. yeah. And I'm not gonna say she's addicted, but I do see no matter how old we are, that <clears throat> social media it rules our lives. Even if we decide not to, like I know for you, for instance, you didn't want to get on Facebook. Oh my god! But you <clears throat> had to. You had to push because that social media, rather we want to see it like that or not. It's in our lives. And it has to be. Let me tell you, I tiptoe around Facebook like it's a freaking grenade zone. <laughs> I cannot. I mean, I'm so scared. I'm seeing the wrong thing. So don't feel bad if you if I didn't click on something, and don't get angry if I sent the wrong click to you. The wrong click. Whoa! <laughs> sent the wrong click. Lord Jesus. But, but, um, yeah. Go ahead. No, I know. I mean, that's to wrap up that. You guys, honestly. Write your goals down, you know, and really stick with how are you going to operate with the distractions around you, whether somebody else is motivating you or not. It all starts with who? You. And writing things down is definitely an access. It is. Um, or typing. Journals are real popular now. Mm-hmm. Back in my day, they were called diaries. And you locked them, you wrote in them every day, and you put them on your bed. You put it on your bed, you locked it, you unlocked it. You just vowed that, you know, no one could get to it when really it wasn't a lock. And everybody knew <clears throat> nine times out of ten, you'd eat it under your bed. But journals now, they let people get things out. And if they can't trust anyone to say it to, they put it on paper and then they can go back and read it in the mm-hmm. privacy of their own mindset. Mm-hmm. And as you were saying again, that takes you to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. And that's not a distraction. Actually, it becomes a be information. Mm. But moving on right along. Yeah, yeah. No, that was a good thought there. Our next one is get in line with your assignment. Mm. Um, I kind of, somebody else has used this terminology before. It kind of came to me when we were thinking of subtopics to talk about. And it relates perfectly with focusing on your goals and staying goal-oriented. And it goes right along with distractions. 
a way of you know getting off of your distractions is to get in line with your assignment again mental you know mental thoughts there how mentally are you going to get in line with your assignment it all starts with you what are you going to do differently Cyrus, um, talking about your distractions, what's something that you are going to do differently to get in line with your assignment? Well, first of, first of all, I mean, in order to get in line with your assignment, you have to know who is giving your assignment. You have to know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, whether you're a believer or not, you have to know where you're getting your assignment from. What is your assignment? I know personally for me, um, I have to go back to God to understand First of all, understand him and who he is. And then from understanding him and who he is, understanding what has he called me to do? What is my assignment on this earth? What is my um, what is my purpose? Or what would he have me do right now or today, by the second minute hour, you know, stuff like that. So I think it's very important to take time or um, as much time as you can to understand who God is and then after understanding who God is understanding what he has called you to do and understanding who you are as a child of God so I feel like getting in line with your assignment like it's it's a process like it's not just something that you just say okay well this is what I'm gonna do um and, th- and that's it I mean I know for me personally I'm a very deep thinker I, I you can see her who <laughs> was on this earlier she said something to me and 30 minutes later I brought it back up again and she was just like, huh, what are you talking about? And I had, because I had been, <clears throat> that whole time, I had been thinking and processing and reading verses on what, you know, what, you know, what, what to really say about the situation or really kind of what input to have. So I think it's important to take the time to, um, to see what your assignment is. Hmm. What about you, Auntie? That's pretty good. Actually, I was thinking about why now I know you and her have such a, a, a collaboration on the way you all think and, and uh, act toward each other because actually she's already, and it goes back to my sin, remember God has already gone before you. Mm-hmm. Her grandfather, her mother's father, God rest her soul, um, had the same attitude about that. He wouldn't rush to say anything. He would always let his mindset collaborate with his thoughts and the question you're asking and he would come back you said hours later it might be two days later when he give you your answer and you be not forgot about your darn question mm-hmm. right but that does and, and when you sit when he was talking that's the whole that's where my whole mind went so mm-hmm. that really answers my kind of says my statement by itself you have to give yourself time to collaborate what's being said to you, mm-hmm. what's being t- what you're talking about. And don't just answer off the cusp. Don't just give out an answer right off the bat if you're not ready. Because nine times out of ten, you're just answering to be answering. You haven't even given it any thought. Mm-hmm. And I think that has to deal with, I don't know if y'all agree with me, that we're in, we're just in this microwave generation where everything is supposed to be. Way to put it. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard that before, but just because people just want everything instantly, 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 you want an right. instant answer, you want an instant fix, and Definitely. we have to think about it. You know, our God created everything over six days. Mm-hmm. Is you know, it doesn't say in the Bible God created everything and boom, everything was very detailed down to the molecule, down mm-hmm. to the atom, down mm-hmm. to everything. So why would we think as his greatest creation 
people that he made in his image that we should just be able to wake up one day and say, that's my assignment, that's what I need to do, and then there be, that, that's it. You don't have to take any kind of thought into it, any kind of deep thinking, any fasting, any praying. I mean, we have to look at Jesus, I mean, you know, as our example, to what he is, you know. And that will keep you in line with the assignment that's been assigned to you, and you will stay um, focused. Mm-hmm. You will definitely stay focused, and you will stay in line with your assignment because everything wouldn't distract you, and you wouldn't give everything, a, as you said, a quick fix. Exactly. It would take some deliberation. Let me get back with your name. You know, people don't even say that no more. Oh, well, let me think about that. I do. And I know it probably angers some or be like, dang, that wasn't nothing to think about. Yes, it is if I want to give you, let me look at that day. Because if I give you something wrong, then now, not only have I given you misinformation, I've thought you off task. I got you off your assignment, and you're no longer focused on what we were talking about from the very beginning. Hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I guess to answer your question, see, one thing that I feel that I can, that I'm going to do better is, is one thing. I mean, that you're doing. I mean, you inspire me. Is you know taking at least every week a day to fast, a day of prayer. You know about what is hmm. this week about. You know, um, and just taking that time to really immerse myself in the Word of God. So I think that that's one thing as an individual to keep me distracted from money because at the end of the day, money is something that passes away. Right. God's word and who God is, it never passes away. Exactly. Um, but and to, in fasting, you do have to do that on your own. No. Because no one should know or how. That's just something. That's really a sacred when you're fasting for that. Now, some people fast for diet and things like that. I get it. But when you're doing it spiritually, it is only between you and God. Yeah. Most people don't even know when you're doing it. They, you just have to move on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, I mean, for you, see, what mm-hmm. do you think that you could do better when it comes to, to getting, getting, in line. Yeah, getting in line with your assignment? Well, yeah. First, I want to go back. I think getting in line with your assignment, one thing you said, <clears throat> and I think it can be interpreted in different ways, you mm-hmm. said, what is your assignment? Mm-hmm. A lot of times, especially in the world we live in today, unfortunately, a lot of people are not Mm God-centered like we are in this room. And so, even in that saying, when we live in the world we do, there's so many things coming at us at once. Yes. My, myself, I don't have a mind. Like, we were talking about this earlier before we even had this podcast, Mm -hmm. how Cyrus is a deep thinker. He thinks about one thing. And it will, he wants to give the answer then, but he'll buy, you'll be like, okay, are you going to give it to me or not me? I'm, oh gosh, she's she's like looking at you like, wait, what? Sorry. (laughs) But that, that goes to show you how my mind goes. I go like, (laughs) I get distracted. Very, you distracted your own self. Yeah, it's talking about distractions. But also, I'm thinking about what we're doing at the same time. So my mind is always multitasking. I can be thinking about three different things at the same time, and you don't know it because I'm talking right now. And I mean, that's... That's anyone, but at the same time. No, it's not. People cannot think about five different things at the same time while they're talking right now. Yes, you can think about a lot of things, but that distracts you from what you're talking about. 
That's why no, it is not a necessarily. It I depends so. on who you are. A lot of people can think about. You can think about multiple things. I'm talking to you right now, and I can think about different things, but I don't inject them in the conversation. Because but it's your focus, though. Your focus right. on what you're talking about. I'm right. focused on what I'm talking about. You're correct. And you're people can di- yes. think about different things at the same time, right. but in the same breath, are they still focused on what they're doing? Well, that's up to the individual. It I is uh, all it. the individuals, yeah. not but not a lot of people can. And so, and I was going back to what you were saying about my grandfather, how he was a deep thinker. And, you know, for me, somebody like me, I'm going to give you an answer off the bat. Not necessarily because I'm like, oh, you know, I don't necessarily know what I'm saying, but I'm always thinking about, about, huh? You want to think about it. Well, I already thought about it. I'm always thinking about the possibility of things like for instance, and I know this is going to sound crazy, we had a fundraiser um, at DG, right? And I was helping you, and I fell down the hill or whatever when I was helping you out with stuff. I already had in my mind, Sierra, you might fall down this hill. You need to be careful, like, before I was even doing that, while I was helping you, and then thinking about getting stuff together. My mind was already set on that, and I was like, okay, if you fall, this is how you need to fall. It's too complex. Oh, my God, she planned her own fall. That's scary. No, I didn't plan yes, it. She planned her fall. She said, ooh, I'm going to fall to the left, roll no, to the right, I so my skirt so- won't come up, and I can just land real cute. That is not no. I think all jokes aside, though, I I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's scary. That's what I'm saying. It's like bungee jumping, like Will Smith, and and you're absolutely correct because I think he made a comment. I thought about how I would jump out of the plane, but Mm -hmm. then I thought about if I don't make it in the back of my mind, I was thinking about would my kids cry? Would they all start arguing over my tennis shoe collection? You know, so. Things rapidly do go Yeah, or I, I think about it more so. I don't think about it in a bad way, but like a protection way. Because more so, okay, you're over this sharp cliff. I'm a scared of heights. I don't like standing over. It's a mind thing. But, and so I was thinking, okay, if this happens, this is how you need to do that. And I think that's why my reaction wasn't as scared because I had already prepared myself for it. Yeah, you prepared how to land. That's amazing. Yeah, so I mean, I guess. I've been all the way across the street, landing in the front yard, and getting my hair. (laughs) I've been all the way down the street. They'd be like, well, where you come from? (laughs) But no, you're right, though. In in line with your assessment, you do have to stay focused. And you also have to stay focused, whatever distractions are. And if you can't think of more than one thing at one time, don't try to. No. That's all I'm saying. It's complicated. My mind is very complicated. And if it's a business deal, if it's a multi-billion dollar business deal where you're sitting down and you have to collaborate with others and they say, well, we need an answer by tomorrow. Okay. But then you may think, I'm not, I haven't made a decision yet. Trust me, if they want you, they'll wait. See, and my thinking is, and I think it's just, again, the society we live in today. I think I've kind of morphed myself in the way I was absolutely raised. My mother had a lot to do with that because my mom was a fast thinker. 
anything that happened when we got ourselves in a mm-hmm. financial rut or anything like that as a single mother. Well, some people she, make judgments right on the moment's notice. Exactly. And so I think that's where I've gotten it from because you can ask Cyrus if something happens and even if this, if you see it, I don't really think too much because I'm like, I've already thought about it. Mm-hmm. I've already thought about the possibility. Like when we're going into an event or, you know, say, so I'm thinking, okay, this is what we need to do if this happens. This is what we need to do if that happens. I've already thought about it. So I'm not necessarily thinking about it in that moment. I've already thought about it. Well, that's that's all good and well now because you and your generation at your age has a big part on it. I think but so, yeah. It does because you all have to think that quick. Never did I would imagine having to go to school and sit down and think, do I have to worry about it? Someone's going to come in here with a gun. Or do I have to worry about it? if I go outside? Usually it's a fight after three or, you know, I'm going to beat you up or right. rock off the chip off the block and a fight starts. Not if I'm going to go out here and somebody got an Uzi and they're just going to spray everybody down to the ground or not are you just going to take my tennis shoes and my backpack. You're actually going to kill me. So you have to think on a moment's notice and I get that. But it, I'm, I'm telling you, as time go on, there will be life altering and changing things that come up where you are going to have to say, give me some time. Well, God slows you down, God, and I think that mm-hmm. that's an important thing to say. I think that God, it is good to have yeah, a balance in God. God in it, you'll find out right, and I, I think God has really just, you know, that's the point of me fasting now, is to kind of think about those things and... Um, you know, just kind of really elaborate with everything and think about where God has set me in line. You know, be patient. God teaches me patient with the type of mind I have. I have no patience whatsoever. I admit to you, I'm a fast driver. I got road rage. And if you are moving slow, get out my way because I got a place to go. <laughs> but in saying that, though, God, God is working on my That's why every night, everywhere, every time I say what? Oh my gosh. Call me. But no, God is working on my patience. And I say that for a lot of people who are my age, except Cyrus, who thinks slow. But <laughs> uh, that's pretty much that's it. That's how, that's how I think about that. You know, I mean, God, get in line with your assignment. It's a mental thing for me. Um, being patient and fasting is a big thing. That's why I'm doing it now because that is helping me get in line with the goals that I have. God's Not just what God has set aside for me, but also the assignments that I have set for myself as well. So that's to answer your question. That's how. I'm but that little right, I don't want to let it go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. When you speak of fasting, and those of you out there, listen. Your fasting can be whatever it is that you feel God has whispered you and make Absolutely. sure it doesn't have to always be food or drink exactly. yes. stuff. Fasting can be if you are just so overwhelmed with just Social coming media. straight on that, getting on the television, staying on your phone, mm-hmm. whatever it is, take the time out because really that's the time when you're not doing those things that you're supposed to be talking and getting in tune and in touch and closer with Him. But that being said, I know we have to move wrong our uh, hostess and no, absolutely. Move it, keep it moving. So, what's our next topic? Dear God, <laughs> speaking of God, oh, he started rolling his hands again. Uh, uh you do it to me. And y'all can't see him. Yeah, he just wanted to change. Yeah, God. Yeah, call your stuff out. Uh-huh. 
Uh, all right. Uh, Tell me, call yourself out. Bam. See, the you see, you see what is his mind? You see how his mind goes? He Everybody wouldn't even focus. And I think it's a female thing too. No, no, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I, I promise you, it like is. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Because I okay. I read that's it. another thing. Trust me, it is not. It does. It exists. They, mm-hmm. there's their time. It's, it's just like when uh, in a relationship. But that's that's another story. Yeah, I know, right? Part two. Uh, Our third topic is called Keep God First. Um, We have been discussing God a lot when it regards to fasting, in regards to prayer, and how keeping God, you know, first and, you know, focusing on me is when you are God-centered and keeping God first. Focus on on me is not just about you. It's about God as well and what he has in store for you. Again, bringing back up something that we mentioned before, God gave us free will. I know for me personally, that's kind of hard to believe because sometimes I don't like my free will. I don't like the decisions I make. I don't like the fact that I'm human sometimes and that I sin and that I don't always you know, keeping in line with what I need to do. I promise. You will start thinking, give me some time and let me think about that. No, no, I'm not talking about that, Auntie. I'm just talking about in general, God keeping God first and just, I don't know. I just think it depends on who you are. And again, you have to think society standpoints, who knows where we'll be from 50 years from now if we are still here and what society will be like then. You know, we right now we like social media is a big standpoint. It might be pants. You don't know. It sounds crazy, but who were to think that's she's looking at me like what? That's what I'm saying. I mean, society standpoints I think has a big focus on that. But going back to keeping God first, I think that, you know, the main thing is me and free will. It just it's a bittersweet type of thing. And I think that has a lot to do with keeping God first and your focus points. Cyrus, what's your thoughts that? Um, I was just going to read, because I feel like a lot of people sometimes get confused that when getting confused about what keeping God first means. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go back to the greatest example we could ever have, which was Jesus. You know, I mean, spotless lamb. So, if you go to Matthew 26, verse 39, this is when Jesus was in the Garden of um, Gethsemane. Mm -hmm. He said, going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. I think a lot of the times people don't understand that when you put God first, it comes a certain amount of submission of obedience you cannot put god first and not have obedience within your spirit that's the spirit within your spirit to god like there's a certain amount of submission that comes you know you even see jesus here saying if it is possible take this cup from me but he says at the end yet not as i will but your will be done you know so he's saying like i don't want to necessarily do this official will please take it from me but let your will be done. I feel like that's what com- it com- that's what comes with putting God first. I feel like it's very important for us to remind people that, that like when you're putting God first, that's what comes with it. Submission comes with it. Obedience comes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what I wanted to share. But what about you, Monty? 
Well, that's, that's, that wraps it up pretty good because it brings me back to a biblical thought as well. You know, as it was on the cross when he said, uh, why hast thou forsaken me? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's like you think everybody's just left you and you're out there alone and you're at the worst point in your life and you don't have anything. That's why when I think about my hard times and things that I go through, I have to reflect and think, well, oh my God, Jesus went through worse than that mm. so who am I to worry about or have pity with myself so my distraction immediately goes back to focusing on me and that's what we always do and we have to get on that one thing and I will say this very quickly we have to understand that if you're in a quorum with yourself and it just seems like you're just heavy laden and heavy burden start thinking about somebody else call somebody else and say how are you doing today Listen to those. The worst case scenario is somebody who's sitting at home crying and worrying about, oh, my legs hurt. Oh, I can't walk that far. Oh, and then you see someone with no legs. So mm-hmm. you have to put life into perspective. As um, Sarah was saying, you focus on your distractions, but if you don't put it in line with your assessment, your mind will only think about one thing and one thing only. When in reality, you got to think about more than one thing, and one of them should not all the time be about yourself. Oh, because yeah. if you think about other people and other things, you'll get your mind off of yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. I mean, you have to look at Jesus. Jesus said, you know, that the Son of Man came to serve, not to be served. He came to earth not mm-hmm. to be served, but to serve others. So. If our Savior came to do that, one thing I will say is is your assignment will be about other people. It mm-hmm. will not just be about you. If you come into your assignment thinking that it's just... she said that, yeah. that's what I was thinking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you come into your assignment thinking that it's just going to be just about you or coming into it with selfish intentions, just forget it. Stop. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to reevaluate and reassess your assignment and go back to God. On you. Yeah. So, um, I mean, what do you kind of think about that, see? putting God first. I think, like I said earlier, when I think of keeping God first, I think of, you know, free will. Mm-hmm. I think of free will. Yeah, and I think of free will as a good thing, and I think of free will as a bad thing. It's a bittersweet thing for me. It always has been. How do you know right on that? You did say, you said that twice now. Right. I think that, like I said earlier, I think of free will as, wow, God loves me so much that he will allow me to, you know, make decisions for myself that are not going to be good for me at the end. And I mean, he might witness my suffering um, based off of decisions I made, you know, but I, so in that moment, you know, it's kind of a thing. Like I said, being human is a thing that I struggle with because it's knowing that a lot of good comes out of it and a lot of hurt comes out of it as well. And that's just a part of life. And I think that everybody is different how they view that. But I know for me, keeping God first is just remembering that he loves you enough to see you suffer growing pains, Mm -hmm. I think is a better way to kind of put that you know, growing pains in the sense of, you know, growth is good, pain is bad. And this is going to come with a lot of that. Because I had a young person tell me, one time I asked them, they were crying, they were upset, mm-hmm. and they had just crossed the threshold. I'm going to say from 18 to maybe right at 23, maybe before 25, I will say that. 
And I'm like, what is wrong with it? What's going on? You know, is it this or that? You know, throwing out different things. And they personally finally said, it's growing pains. Mm-hmm. They do hurt young people out there. Even older people. Some people don't get them till later. Yeah. You finally realize I'm responsible for my rent, for my eating, for my going, for my coming, for my job, for my transportation, for my work, just the whole nine yards, my health. And but, your mental and emotional state yes. as well. You can't Very rely. Good. I mean, I know for me, Same. when my mother passed away, that was probably a growing pain right there. That was because, huge. Yeah, because it was a realization that emotionally, my mother, and not all parents are like this, but I know for me, my mom was a big, huge emotional support for me. Probably one of the only ones that I had at the time that she was, was reliable. She was in collaboration probably with just not just being a nurturing mother. Uh, yeah, I just think she was a reliable emotional well, source she for me. Was reliable. Well, yeah, I, I can't take that from her. Yeah, life, but I can relate to it. Right, just exactly. You can relate to it, and that's how it was for me personally. Not everybody can say that no, about their parents, no, but it was like that for me. Um, and I'm not everybody deals with that. So when that left, I emotionally had to realize, okay. You can't rely on yourself anymore. And I always say this to Cyrus. I love my mother. But one thing I wish that she taught me at a very young age was don't just rely on me, Sierra. Rely on God yourself. My That's mom protected. Yeah, she. Yeah. And I think it's like Perfect that a lot sense. with single mothers, especially protective mothers. Um, you know, they or parents in general, they take their child and they just cover them and they love them. And if something ever happens to them, they don't yeah, say, yeah, okay, yeah. rely on God. Don't just look at me as, you know, this figure to protect you. You also have God who is your protector. That is one thing I mark about you and us, uh, Cyrus, because, uh, and, and this is just looking way back. And I can say this now, I have children of my own. And I, which I'm so proud of. It is a generation out there, and I think this is the one, the, this generation is the one that they're not lost. It's just that they don't have a backup plan. They mm-hmm. weren't given that God first. They weren't given that, let's think about it a little longer. It was a lot of protection. It was just yeah. there. And Overloved, over, yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you don't tell them, that's why I even tell them I was right to stay. You talk to your children now, please, audience, whoever's listening. Talk to them to now, like tomorrow is is their responsibility. Mm. Lee, talk to them now, like That's the problem. If I wasn't there, what would you do? Mm. Don't go and try to fix everything mm. because now you're hurting them for the real life. I mean, the, the guy. I can most definitely relate to that um, because if my mother would have nothing and, and nothing against my mother, you know, no. I, I love her, but if she would have took the time. To show me that, first of all, I'm not the item in your life. I'm not the one that you're supposed to love the most. God is. It would have been so much easier when she got sick. It would have been went so much smoother for me. Because it went from being my mom is my biggest. The center of, of everything. The center of keeping her first and not keeping God. Yes. You know, it, it was just. It was like I was like that was my protector. That was a person I could always run to about any and everything. Like she was just there, so and, she and she's still here. Right. It's just that she was but, strong enough. For yeah. And then when that switch just happened and it just all went away, I mean, it made me fall apart as an individual. Because it's like, which way do I go? Which yes. way do I go? And so when I finally had my time to where it was just like I got out. Well, I guess you want to say I got out on my own. It 
it took growing pains to get to where I am now. And it's going to take more growing pains. I mean, we all have them. We'll have them, I mean, to, for the rest of our life. nobody is perfect and no. we're human. I'll That's why it's important to teach your children, look, love me, obey me, know that I love you so much, but God loves you more, even in Amen. your marriage. That's something me and Cyrus say all the time. Look, I love you, Cy, but know this, God loves you more. Yes. And I do, and I love God more than you. And yes. when to really, really, really get in life, and you have to make a choice. Trust me, that day will come. You will have to choose. Just be ready to and believe. Choose what? Between God and anything. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't have to be that. Like, we should know that. But see, that's where we fail as human beings in not teaching our children. There's no way to to teach anyone how to be a parent. No, that doesn't. Not parenting, but keeping God first. Well, the parents have to tell them that, though, see. You have to learn everything. I don't everything. think that's a failure, though, but I think that... No, it's not a failure. It's just well, I did say that is. Yeah. I, I think it's something I mean, that... I you said. It's not a failure. Not at all. Mentors anybody. I think... We, why, don't, why don't we teach our children that? That's your question. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that, that's, because it's not anything that... You you have to be taught. I will say that, I believe. Yeah, I agree. Some generations. You know, I, feel like, I feel like it goes back to... Because you can't teach a child something you don't know. Right. I feel, yeah, like, I I mean, I feel like it all kind of also kind of goes back to our pride. You know, we have to look at, as humans within our own individual selves, we struggle with putting God first in our actions and what we do. I feel like I know you for me that, you know, there's a, there's a lot of times that I'll struggle with, you know, where we want to, um, where I want to kind of be, I don't know. Well, because it all kind of goes back to pride. When you're not putting God first, I mean, it's prideful. You know, I mean, you're being prideful in the sense of that this is more important to me. This is that and that's this. And I'm going to do what I want to do. And God drove over here. And so I look at the reason I feel like that so many people are not taught about putting God first is because of just. What am I, I trying think, to say? Well, like, you're on it. And I don't. And I think if I can pull it out a little bit further, I, I know that people don't have the concept that. What you don't know, you can't teach. True, I get that. Right. But at the same time, when you count on something and you're confronted like, do you want an apple or orange? You know exactly which one of those things you want. Do you choose me or God? I was put in that position. I chose God. So now the one thing we don't do, I think, is go back and let somebody see what God has done for you when you've chosen him. Mm-hmm. But everybody with this mockery, you know, of doing the wrong things in life and getting money the wrong way, and it's always publicized. And you mm-hmm. get to see the big deals and the big homes and stuff. Just you get that. What about the ones that God has blessed, like you guys? Nice homes, nice cars, nice jobs, getting an education. You know, what if anything? If you decide to go to your house and hey, I want a nice room, come right now. You can go get it. That's God. Let these kids see God at work. I tell everybody, wow. wear your best. Dress your best. Because you better bet the worst ones are doing it. And they're going to look and see, hmm, don't want to have this. Don't want to have that. Oh, I'm following this. Oh, I'm following God. Which one are they going to pick? Let them want to pick God. Yeah, you can't believe them in God. That's one thing I learned a long time ago. I mean, I'm only 22 years old. And I, one thing I can say that a lot of people can't is that I picked God a long time ago not even a long time ago but I picked God and I'm glad I'm young enough to do that because mm-hmm. it, it, it saved me a lot of 
her and people my age that I know who are having kids and babies are like, I, I love my to kid you. more than anything. I love my kid. I've loved them so much. I'm like, yeah, but what happens if something happens to that kid? What happens if that kid breaks your heart? What happens if you bring that kid's heart? What are you do? What are you gonna do then? You don't have nowhere to go. That's why right. they get lost. That's that's, and it sounds like something. Not trying to say anything, but you experience, Auntie. I mean, from your answers, I mean, it's just it's just of course. Awful. I'm, I'm over sixty years old. I've experienced yeah. just not even well, well, a little bit over half of my life, and there's more to come. And trust me, decisions will have to be made. And that's when you know. But when you, one thing I've learned, like I said, when I made them, now it's my responsibility to God is to show people, oh, well, she made that. She's not without. She's not looking all humdrum and sad and miserable. Right. She looks like she tore from the floor. That's God. Mm-hmm. Right. I made that choice. So if you make that choice, trust me. He gonna make sure he lift you up, and nobody be able to ever ever hey, put you down. Exactly, but you have to choose him, you guys. Just remember, keeping God first is one of the biggest steps to staying motivated and staying focused and getting those goals and assignments that God has led you to mm-hmm. accomplished. With that being said, brother, pastor, minister, sorry, you do as always. Go ahead, close this out. Higher and higher and higher. Oh, okay. That's what you tell me crazy. Hey, I feel it. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we do thank you for this day. Lord God, I ask God that you just be with us, Lord God, and that we just focus upon you. I ask, Lord God, that you bless each and every individual and every um and their families, Lord God. And be with us, Heavenly Father, Lord God, as we are presenting you, Lord God, because this is all about you, God, because if it wasn't for you, we would not have anything, God. Everything that we have here is borrowed, Lord God. It's borrowed time, borrowed everything, God. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you for this fellowship, and we thank you for this time, Lord God. For it is in your son's Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Amen. See you next week.